This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the radio and internet ministry of the Christian Crusaders. When something is lost, its value determines how hard we search for it. However, when people become lost to God, the Holy Spirit desperately seeks them and calls them home to our Heavenly Father. Let's talk about that in this week's message entitled, Lost People Matter. Jesus has a great message for us to consider today. Lost people matter to God. So stay with us for worship. We begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Almighty God, we are grateful for the privilege of coming into your presence this day for worship. As we sing our praise to you and join our hearts in prayer to you, may this give you pleasure. During the message, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, for you are our rock and our salvation. Amen. Our reading for today is taken from Luke's Gospel, chapter 15, verse 1. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So Jesus told them this parable. 
Which one of you having a hundred sheep and losing one of them does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulder and rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so, I tell you. There will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one of them, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? When she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so, I tell you. There is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Here ends our reading. Come ye sinners, poor and needy, weak and wounded, sick and sore. Jesus ready stands to save you, full of pity, love, and power. Come ye thirsty, come and welcome God's free bounty, glorify true belief and true repentance, every grace that brings you nigh. and ruined by the fall. If you tarry till you're better, you will never come at all. Loath incarnate, God ascended, pleads the Dear friends, as you read through the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you find Jesus encountering all kinds of people. 
Men, women, children, winners, losers, rich and poor, nice people, not so nice people, healthy people and sick people, the looked up to and the, and the outcast, the working class, the professional, priests and prostitutes, religious and non-religious, law-abiding people and crooked people, just to name a few. But the amazing and surprising thing is, in these encounters, Jesus loved them all. That's not to say that he approved of the way they were living out their lives or their attitudes and thinking. As a matter of fact, Jesus changed many of them along the way. But across the board, in his many encounters, Jesus loved them all. He turned no one away. Now that got him into some hot water with many, especially the religious authorities of his day. The Pharisees and the scribes, who were the religious experts, oftentimes criticized Jesus for the people that he would welcome. After all, religious law-abiding folks need to be careful about the company they keep. And they thought to themselves, if Jesus really is one of us, he'd know better. Thus, it made him suspect. After all, you know that saying, birds of a feather flock together. Well, in today's story, as these people watch Jesus teaching, tax collectors considered the lowlifes of their society because of their crooked ways, and some of the other sinful, immoral types, the Pharisees and scribes began grumbling. This fellow welcomes sinners and even eats with them. Or as we might put it today, this dude runs with the despicable. He's disgusting. He should know better. By the way, we have to keep in mind those religious folks were right in some respects. These were not nice people that Jesus was allowing to come near and hear and to have a meal with him. They were a very tough group, quite unlikable. Today, we might compare them to the drug dealers, the pornographers, and other seedy types of our world. But these religious experts didn't get Jesus, his gospel message, or his mission. It made them nervous and uptight and irritated them about Jesus. So they criticized and grumbled amongst themselves. Well, Jesus either heard them grumbling or knew what they were talking about as he observed their critical, disapproving stares. But instead of openly putting them in their place, he told them three stories called parables, two of which are in uh, our earlier reading for today. He asked them to imagine themselves being shepherds, being a shepherd who had a hundred sheep, but one of them goes missing. The shepherd goes on an all-out search until he finds that animal. When he has found it, he puts it on his shoulders, rejoicing. He carries it home, calls together his friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Jesus concluded, Just so, I tell you. There will be more joy in heaven over one sinner that repents or gets found than over 99 righteous ones who need no repentance. Before 
his listeners could ask any questions, Jesus stretched their imaginations a bit more and said, What woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one of them, doesn't light a lamp and sweep the house and search until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Jesus, again summing up what he was describing, says, Just so, I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repents, the person that gets found. What's Jesus saying with these stories? I've got three things I found. First, everyone matters. Everyone is of great value to God. Something of great value was missing in these stories and merited an all-out search until they were found. These possessions were anything but trivial to the owner. All people are created in the image of God. All people are the crown of God's creation, Scripture tells us. God wants everyone. Everyone matters, Jesus is saying in this story. That's why I welcome them, Jesus says, and eat with these people that you've written off. They matter. Second, everybody needs God. Without God, we're sunk. That's why I welcome and eat with them, Jesus said. Notice he describes those objects that were missing as lost. We are helplessly, hopelessly lost without God in our lives, like a lost sheep and a lost coin. Each one of us were made for a personal relationship with God to walk with Him and enjoy Him and follow Him and serve Him and love Him all our days. But because of our sinfulness, that relationship is broken. Scripture tells us all have sinned, fallen short of the glory of God. All are lost then, and the wages of sin is death and separation from God. And we can't fix that relationship. We're helplessly, hopelessly lost. It's impossible. That goes for every person. The scribes and Pharisees didn't realize that they were lost too. They had deluded themselves into thinking they were saving themselves by keeping rules. They did all the outward religious things, but deep inside they were still as captive to sin and its consequences as anyone else. People get lost in a variety of ways, you know. There are those who outright reject God. I don't need a crutch, they say. I'm quite capable of managing my own life without God. There are those who choose other gods. Or those who place at the center of their lives idols, such as personal pleasure and money family, success, power. These are gods in their lives that take priority, precedent over everything else. They're lost. 
There are those who might start out life growing up in a Christian home, but they get distracted by the busyness of life as the years go by, and soon they have nibbled themselves lost, like sheep will do. One day they look up, and they realize they're far from God. Jesus says these persons are lost, spiritually dead, separated from God, the source of life in this world. They're also lost in the world to come. There's a, there is a heaven and a hell, and the person who has no relationship with God is destined to be eternally lost from God. And that is why Jesus, the Son of God, the one who said, The Father and I are one, the Word became flesh, as John describes him, entered our sinful world. And that's why he welcomes sinners and eats with them as the Pharisees accused him. This is a search and rescue mission for his heavenly Father, he was saying. Later on, after Jesus turned around a tax collector named Zacchaeus, he'd say, I came to seek to save the lost. Remember, Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. And what awaits him there? A cross. He will die on that cross to save the lost. That's everybody. He lived the perfect life of obedience, and he was the perfect sacrifice to pay for our sinfulness. He gave up his life as a payment for the likes of sinners, all sinners, including you and me. And the promise God gives us is this. Whoever believes in his son Jesus shall not perish but have everlasting life, have a restored relationship with God that will last into eternity. No matter who you are then and, or how badly you may have messed up your life or the lives of others, He won't turn you away as you come to Jesus. That's grace. So, what the Pharisees said that day, though they weren't being complimentary, is true. Jesus welcomes sinners and even eats with them. And I thank God he does. Because many years ago he extended his nail-pierced hand to this wandering and lost sinner. And put my life back on track with my Heavenly Father. It's been a full life with him leading the way ever since. How about you? Have you come to him, the redeemer, the rescuer of lost sinners? Are you lost? Have you received him into your life? Maybe you've gotten lost along the way, nibbled yourself away from him. It can happen. You can still come home to Jesus right now just by asking him in, saying, Jesus, I'm sorry for my sinfulness. I need you in my life. I've strayed. Thank you for dying on a cross for me. Please come in and take over my life. I want to know you better and follow you. Finally, there is a vital word here for those who call ourselves followers of Jesus. We must remember that the disciples were present that day and taking all of this in. 
and it must have stuck with them, which is why we have it before us to consider today in this gospel. Here it is. Here's that lesson. If lost people matter to God, God wants them to matter to us who have been found, no matter who they are. The Church of Jesus Christ is in the search and rescue business. Our purpose is to seek lost people, that they may be rescued, that they may be found. Not to separate ourselves from the world, as is so tempting to do until Jesus returns in glory. We are meant to break out of our huddle and get in the game. To start lovingly pursuing and looking for people who are far from God. To be passionate about people and their eternal destinies. See, what I've discovered along the way is this fact. God has placed us where we are for his purposes. Each of us lives in a mission field, a little sphere of influence, our personal network. You and I know someone, maybe a relative, a friend, a co-worker, a teammate, a neighbor, a student, a player you're coaching, a patient you're serving, a nurse that is serving you, a neighbor kid, even a person you don't like who is on a deadly trajectory in life and is far from God and needs to experience God's grace in his or her life. God has placed you there in their life for a purpose. They need someone like you to to love them enough and care about them enough and pray for them and love them up and talk with them about what God has done for them through Jesus. You're to plant the seed the gospel in their lives, and then let the Holy Spirit do the rest. You see, you're not on your own in this. Jesus said, Lo, I'm with you always. That's what he promises. You see, Jesus was just taking care of his father's business, is what he's telling us in these stories today. That's what he's saying to those questioning religious authorities. I want to bring lost people home to the one who loves them more than anyone ever will. So, Christian, how about you? Will you commit yourself today to be an active member of God's search and rescue team? To cast aside apathy or fears and go for the gospel? To to let lost people really matter to you? You might wonder, why would I ever act on this? Take the risk of getting involved in someone else's spiritual life. Jesus has a good answer for that question. At the end of each story, he said, you know, there's great joy in heaven when even one gets found. It brings joy to your heavenly Father. So, do it out of love for God, your Father, who saved you through Jesus. Remember, it gives Him joy. Now, isn't that a motivator? Bringing the one we love most joy. Amen. Marvelous grace of our loving Lord, grace that exceeds our sin and our guilt, yonder on Calvary's mouth. 
Father, through Jesus, you have made it very clear that lost people really do matter to you. We thank you for coming after us while we were lost. We praise you for your grace. Help us to be passionate ourselves about the people around us, especially the lost. May we be contributing members on your search and rescue team in the days to come. And may our efforts bring you great joy. Amen. Now, as you go on your way, may Christ go with you. May he go before you to show you the way, behind you to encourage you, beside you to befriend you, above you to watch over and within you to give you his peace. Amen. You have been worshiping with the radio and internet ministry of the Christian Crusaders. May today's message encourage you to help bring great joy in heaven by taking the risk of getting involved in someone's spiritual life. A memorial gift is a meaningful way to remember a loved one. These gifts can be given in any amount to commemorate the life of someone special while furthering the mission of Christian Crusaders to proclaim the gospel. Send your memorial gift to Christian Crusaders, Post Office Box 522, Cedar Falls, Iowa 50613. 
If you enjoyed today's message and would like to hear it again, be sure to check out our newly designed website, ChristianCrusaders.org. Both an audio and printed version of today's program is available, as well as messages from past broadcast. Visit us online today at ChristianCrusaders.org. Christian Crusaders is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry supported entirely by the gifts from friends of the ministry. If your heart was touched by the message of this ministry and you would like to see it continue, we invite you to help support our mission with your prayers and gifts. Contact us anytime toll free at 888 My Faith or 888 693 2484. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 522, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613. All gifts are considered tax deductible. We are happy you are able to worship with us today and pray you will join us next Sunday on this station. Conducting the service was our speaker, Rev. Steve Kramer, Senior Pastor of Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church in Afton, Minnesota. Christian Crusaders is now celebrating 81 years of continuous Sunday worship broadcasting.